It's time to buck those Broncos. The Chiefs are going to be missing a couple of players. We're going to get into matchups, keys, and how they get this done to get on a roll in the AFC West. Welcome to Locked On Chiefs. From the land of the free and the home of the Chiefs, this is the Locked On Chiefs podcast. Welcome to another Red Friday edition. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. I'm ready. Are you? Oh, I don't know. This Broncos game is going to be very interesting because the Broncos have played better the past couple of weeks. Kansas City's played better because they've been winning, but not as good as we would hope they would do, at least offensively. So a lot to come out of the bye, and I think that there's going to be a lot that's going to come from this game. Yeah, it's been grinded out mode in Kansas City, but Mm -hmm. they've been getting it against superior overall teams, at least in the Dallas Cowboys uh, as of late. I would still say that they (laughs) – tough to say this but i would say that they would beat the broncos even though broncos spanked them at the time so they a little bit back and forth but this is a one-sided team to me that the chiefs are about to face and that is a solid if not excellent defensive team that is willful on the offensive side unfortunately the chiefs are going to be missing a couple players one on each side for them uh rashad fenton has not practiced to this point there i don't see any way that he can play uh, with just a walkthrough on friday so he's out Lucas Niang sat out on Thursday. That's a, a big blow. You'd hope to have him back after the bye week to attack that particular defense. They're going to be able to get things done, but it's not going to be quite as easy as I'd hoped. Yeah, and I think that it's with Niang being out, I think that you're probably looking again at Andrew Wiley, although there is a question there because uh, they did activate Kyle Long. Uh, they do have a extra roster spot open right now, which I'm not sure what that means or what they're going to do with it. Uh, but it is interesting to see what they're going to do in the next couple of days uh, to figure out if they're going to fill that roster spot and if they're going to use Kyle Long as a tackle. Because as you and I talked about before the show started, they listed him as a guard in preseason. And very, very specifically during OTAs. <clears throat> yep. And now he's listed as an offensive lineman. Take into that into account what you will on that. It may mean nothing. And if it means nothing, okay, fine, whatever. But just thought that was interesting to point out. Yeah, it may just be uh, um, whoever wrote the presser just yep. threw that in there. You you never can tell. I try not to read too much into that, but I think it is definitely a different situation that he's stepping into than when he got injured in OTAs. Clearly, they had a role in mind for him at the time. LDT had not come back into the country at that point. You had Trey Smith that was just going through his first practices in OTA. So you, I don't know that you thought he was going to be ready from you know the first handful of practices. But Trey did step in there. It was not LDT once he was back to step into that role. And I, I think it's been sledding since then. So it makes sense to me that you wouldn't bring him back to the same designation because, quite frankly, that spot's not up for grabs anymore. No, no offense to a, a former All-Pro, but that's not the way it works. Yeah, no, and it shouldn't be up for grabs. Trey Smith has played fantastic. He's, yes, he's struggled at times. He's a rookie. He's going to struggle, and the only way he's going to get better or at least better the way you want him to get better is to play through those struggles, and it's not killing the offensive line right now, and he's done very well, so I think that they continue to let him play. Uh, it is a completely different scenario because I'm sure that they brought in Long thinking that he could at least compete as a starter uh, with somebody whether that was LDT or a guy that they were able to draft, who knows. But I think that they figured that Long was probably going to be trying to be a starter. Yeah, I would have thought so as well. And at the end of the day, whatever you can do to help out, whether it is at that tackle spot, I do expect Wiley to get the start. You're absolutely right there. If that if that struggles for any reason, um, you know, it, it, 
I think Reed is a decent pass rusher. We'll talk about him later. Obviously, Bradley Chubb is Bradley Chubb. You got to expect some some good pass rush from him as well. I think after the way that Wiley handled Max Crosby in particular, I think you have to feel optimistic. But if not, Long is a guy that can fill in at that spot as well as both the guard spots. So I'll never put him at left tackle. I'll never put him at center. I'm just telling you that flat out. But other than that, I think it's it's a comfortable piece to have as a backup. Yeah, and I think the big question that I have going into this game with him is, is he even going to end up being active? I mean, mm-hmm. I would like to say that he's going to be active. You would think that it's uh, after they activated him. But you have to also remember that they would have to basically have him be active on game day and play special team snaps. And yeah, it's not covering kicks necessarily, right? but it is going to be special team snaps. And I'm sure that's probably not something he was doing very much uh, when he was normally playing a couple of seasons ago. Yeah, that, that's very true. And this just in, it looks like Dalton Reisner isn't going to be able to play for the Broncos. Their uh, report is out as well. He was uh, did not practice the other day and very limited on Thursday. So uh, somebody I know here in town in Denver doesn't think that he's going to be available. Interesting, because I was thinking since his practice designation went up that he would be available, but maybe he won't. And that, that that's a huge blow. <clears throat> yeah, not. I agree. And and I was with you exactly that like, OK, that was a, that was a positive step because Quinn Miners is in the same situation, limited in practice with a knee both weeks. Um, Quinn, if you guys remember. Uh, the other rookie center that I thought was going to have a great start to his career as well. They moved him to guard, and I don't think he's fair. Kansas City well. made the right choice. Yeah, although I will say this. I think in Kansas City's system, he would have done better at center than he is at guard in the Broncos system. That's a whole discussion for another day. But uh, I just had to throw that out there. Sorry. No, no, that's perfectly fine. <laughs> the key is, is they have two guys on the offensive line that were very limited in practice all the way yeah. up to, through Thursday. So keep that. Huge question marks, and they have. When you start looking at this Chiefs defense, that's going to be a key going into this game. How's Chris Jones play coming off a bye and having some time to recuperate? Same with Frank Clark. Same with you know Jerron Reed, and obviously Melvin Ingram as well. So I think the Chiefs are going to be in a great position to take advantage of that offensive line. Garrett Bowles just came off the COVID list. That's something to watch as well uh, to see if that's going to affect this thing. Because the question is, is is he going to feel up to his normal self? Uh, just because you're coming off the COVID list doesn't mean you're 100% healthy. Yeah, exactly. It's going to be a battle. We're going to see how they're going to battle and what they're going to get to coming up here in a minute. But that's because there are things that you got to do in order to get to where you need to go and get the information that you need. And you listen to podcasts to get the inside track and you, you listen and get on to switch to Boost Mobile to save some money. Because Boost Mobile, you get the power of a free 5G phone. You can also listen to the latest episodes and keep up with your favorite players and teams pretty easily. The power of three unlimited data lines for 30 bucks a piece so that your family can join in on the goods there. And the power of America's largest 5G networks. One of them anyway. So you can see all the power speed of 5G like I wish I had here at home. That's not the way that it works. But what are you going to (laughs) do? So switch over to Boost Mobile and find out. All that money that you save and all that edge that you'll gain, just how powerful can you become? Get a free Samsung Galaxy A32 G5. Uh, when you switch over to that uh, America's largest G5, 5G networks, I'm saying that backwards, move over and save over at Boost Mobile. Uh, free phone is limited to new customers and, and one line and one per line. Additional restrictions apply. Offers and coverage are not available everywhere. So for the phones and networks, see BoostMobile.com for more details. That's a very good job, sir. I just got to say, you know, you start looking at what this is going to mean and, and what the holiday season means. 
holiday season means getting together with family, enjoying yourself, being able to, uh, you know, go visit family and maybe have a little bit of a road trip. If you haven't heard yet, we have been talking about this for months and months and months. You have to go try Built Bar. These are fantastic protein bars. They don't taste like protein bars. They taste like candy bars. I literally have almost one of these a day because it's usually my lunch or maybe just a snack. Uh, it is a fantastic bar. There are so many different flavors that are absolutely delicious. Uh, raspberry, mint brownie, cherry, or double chocolate, cookies and cream, or peanut butter brownie. Uh, still, coconut brownie chunk is my favorite. Uh, still have a bunch of those sitting upstairs as well. They have a lot of new flavors that they're coming out with right now. Built Bar gives you that extra fuel. You need to bust down those mall doors and battle all the holiday shoppers. If you're just standing in endless shopping lines, Built Bar can give you that extra something to keep you going. So throw one in your jacket or purse. You never know when you're going to need it. Because it's a season of peace and love, don't bring up your favorite Built Bar flavor at family parties. People are so passionate about their favorite flavor. They'll fight for it and things could get out of hand. Uh, yeah, Ryan, if you and I are ever in the same room, I am not sharing. Just going to throw that out there right now. I have my own coconut bread. <coughs> okay, shit. well, just telling you <laughs> ahead of time, like some of those marshmallowy treats around the holidays, you need to get your hands on Built Bar Puffs. They're light, fluffy, and marshmallowy through and through. Different flavors, all covered in chocolate. Tastes so good, you won't believe that they're filled with protein. Go to Built.com and use promo code LOCK15, and you'll get 15% off your order. That's locked15 at built.com. <sighs> so much to talk about. Hungry, right? It's difficult here because who shows up, particularly for the Chiefs offense? Generally, coming off of a rest, I'm going to feel pretty good about not just that there's going to be good scheme, there's going to be Andy doing Andy things, but that they're going to have the rest factor, that they're going to have like that extra pop. And if you guys missed it last week, go back and check it out um, with Mike Burton when he came on the show. And that's generally what the whole thing's about is to get that extra rest. And you can do film while still resting. I know that Patrick's been pretty open about how much film he's been watching in the meantime during the bye week and that kind of thing. So the question becomes, can you take all that preparation, then that physical rest, and put it into execution on the field. Can you attack what is one of the best defenses in the league in a way that they don't expect so that you can get off to a hot start? I think that's pretty key in this game. I do too, and I want to throw this out there because we don't talk about it enough, but it's also mental rest. <clears throat> don't get me wrong. Mahomes was watching tape and everything, but he talked specifically about spending time with his daughter. And I, I'm not trying to get into family or anything like that, but what I do want to say is it's incredibly important when you're in a position like they are to get away from everything for a couple of days and just completely let everything go. Because at that point you, your body relaxes, you're able to start refocusing back once you get back in the swing of things. And I think knowing Mahomes, I'm sure he was watching tape pretty much every day. Uh, no clue how much tape he watched, but I'm sure he has it at home to where you can watch it at home. But you still look at this and you look at getting ready for the second half of the season, I guess I'll call it. This is huge for this Chiefs team. Four straight wins, and they do have an opportunity to make it 10. Yeah. I, I, I do want to point that out because I think that they have the opportunity to make 10 if they play well. And Andy Reid always comes back after buys and, you, and plays well. So this is a huge game for Denver, though. It's a statement game for them. But – Honestly, it should be a bit bigger statement game for the Chiefs. 
Because if this offense comes out and plays like they have the ability to, this could get lopsided very quickly, and it could be a very ugly game. It could. And, and on the offensive side, they have to be careful. It's It could be a, a statement game. It could also get them in a lot of trouble because yep. it is feast or famine on that particular Broncos defense. You saw them smash <laughs> up the Chargers pretty good last week, a team that I expect to come back and try to compete with the Chiefs. Uh, given that they, they've already had this this preseason, it seems like forever ago that they had the, that matchup earlier in the year. But it's kind of two things. When you look at, especially last week, the way the Chargers chose to attack the Broncos defense, tale of two positions in particular stand out to me. And that is that slot corner is where Kyle Fuller lined up. And they targeted him 11 times. A guy that I, I think feels more comfortable on the outside, a guy that I think is certainly adapting to how he fits into this secondary. He gave up nine receptions. So I have to think that that means moving Hill around a little bit to attack in up at the slot some. What does that mean for who plays the X and the Z? You got to get a little bit bigger. Is this where you see uh, DeMarcus Robinson a little bit more? Because I don't expect that you can exploit that matchup with McCall Hardman. I just don't see that because of the veteran status of Fuller and because you have to be able to run the routes in order to stack him correctly to get away from him. I just don't see Hardman having that skill set right now. So how do they move that around, and how do they choose to attack him? Because you can't go on the other side. I think Pat Sertan Jr., the second, how, sorry, Patrick, however you want to call it, I think he's earned the respect that unless it's Hill, I don't know that you want to go at him. He had two interceptions last week, one for a pick six. Like, standout of standouts in a young secondary, a guy that is making the most of his rookie season. Yeah, and I – I start looking at this secondary and I start looking at what they're going to be doing. They did attack Kyle Fuller. You're right. He gave up a lot of plays. And one of the things we talked about on the crossover and something that I find interesting is there's talk about using Pat Sertan on Travis Kelsey. Please. And exactly. That's all I got to say. Please. <laughs> I think, I think Sertan could be a fantastic corner, but if he goes up against Kelsey, he is going to get bodied and that is not going to end well, at least in my opinion, for Sertan, especially considering Travis Kelsey is going to be coming back healthy, healthier than he's been probably most of the season after having almost two weeks off. So, Well, I do have to say this. Sertan is, is a physical player. He he dealt with physicality very well at Alabama. Um, and so from the Broncos' perspective, I can understand them saying he's probably our most physical corner. If we're going to leave a corner on him because Travis will run away from any of the linebackers, that makes sense. I don't think he can shut – Kelsey down, but if Kelsey bobbles something, if something passes through his hands again, Sertan will take it away. And so that is a concern. I think the bigger plus on that side is the fact that it takes him off of the edge and that allows whoever's running opposite Hill or if Hardman is out there on the wings, I think that that is something that they can exploit, whether it's the aforementioned Kyle Fuller or someone else. Yeah. And I do think that that's going to be something that's going to be key is how they play Kelsey in this game. But the other question is how do they play Tyree Kill? And you talked about it a little bit, but that's a big question because they don't have the speed to run with Hill. So they're more than likely going to have to bracket him. So you would figure that they're going to double cover Hill, which means that if you're putting Sertan on Kelsey, that's mm -hmm. three of your defenders in the secondary. More than likely, you're going to have probably be playing nickel just about the entire game. So you're probably going to have five DBs out there uh, and you're going to have to figure out how you're going to cover the rest of the guys. This is the time when the rest of the Chiefs offense needs to get going and figure it out. Byron Pringle needs to step up. Demarcus Robinson needs to step up. Josh Gordon 
needs to step up and they need to find a way to get Noah Gray the ball because if they are able to get this offense rolling outside of Tyree Kill and Travis Kelsey, everybody else becomes so much bigger of a threat. Yeah, I, I agree with you. And I, it takes a lot to do that, but if you can hit that right and hit it early and hit it in the 15, I, th- I don't think this is a team that can bounce back from that. And I think once you get them on their heels, you're going to be able to move the ball around at will in, ter- in terms of where they're not. Yeah. And I think you're also going to be looking at a situation where Travis Kelsey is going to have another big game. I, I you know, <clears throat> I'm not going to call him matchup proof, but he has played so well against the Denver Broncos over the past several years. And yes, I know it's not the same team. And yes, everything changes every year. But I just expect that he's going to have a big game this week. And then you're starting to look at, you know, what does Tyreek Hill do and what does the rest of the offense do? And the bigger question I have that we need to get answered this week is what does Andy Reid do? Is he going to start calling more running plays? Is he going to take some of the RPOs out of the offense? And is he going to force Denver to stop the run, which will open things up for the passing game? Well, and I think they can do that in a couple of ways by either motioning out of the backfield and emptying out so that the backs are out on the wings. That will pull, especially if it is Sertan, off of Kelsey and leave Kelsey on a linebacker crew that is nowhere near fit enough to run with him. And then you attack Baron Browning all day long because he's he's a downhill player that can't cover. And I think that's going to be the key. Unfortunately for me, though, I'm going to say that I am not going to bet that Andy Reid is going to do that just because (laughs) he is who he is. But if I was going to go place a bet and do a prop bet of that sort, I would go check out Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered all season more props, odds, and lines than ever before. As football season continues, it's March to the playoffs. Bet Online remains the number one spot for all the sports action this season. Head to our new updated desktop or mo- mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code Locked On to receive your bonus. For basketball, football, NHL, boxing, and UFC, don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports. Bet online where the game starts. So much to talk about when it comes to key matchups in this game and, and what's going to end up happening. Uh, we kind of already talked about Travis Kelsey. We kind of tra- talked about tra- Tyree Kill. But I want to flip it over to the other side of the ball for a moment, and I know you'll enjoy this. Start looking at the at the offensive line. Sorry, at the Broncos' offensive line versus the Chiefs' defensive line, and if they're banged up and they're playing <clears throat> two or three backups, that already was a unit that wasn't very good to begin with. Yeah. I mean, now you're sitting here in a situation where <laughs> I like your face. You're like, yeah, pretty much. And you would think that they would be getting better, but they haven't done it so far this year. So, just stop me if this sounds good to you. The, the top four guys that gave up pressures last week against a banged-up front were the aforementioned uh, Quinn Miners, who may not even play, which means you're facing a backup that's even less uh, able to stop the, the pass rush there. Uh, right tackle Fleming, left tackle split between Anderson and Bailey. And now you have Frank, Melvin, and Chris Jones in there. Um and nothing and Reed. Reed, Reed will get some too, but I'm saying like, like if they're, if you're going to pick your places, there's not much better matchup there for, for what the chiefs are going to send with their front four. And that that's a key to this game is getting home with their front four. No, they absolutely have to, because if you don't get home with the front four, it's going to make it a lot harder on the back end of the defense. And the bigger key to me here, looking at this game 
is what is Teddy Bridgewater going to do? Because if he is just the normal Teddy Bridgewater that we've seen week to week to week, he's not going to be able to beat this Chiefs defense because he's not going to take the shots that it will take to beat this Chiefs defense. And that's the huge key. They have the wide receivers to give any team fits, honestly. I mean, you know, Cortland Sutton, sorry, is a fantastic wide receiver. Tim Patrick is a pretty good wide receiver. Jerry Judy is a very good wide receiver. They have the right wide receivers. They just don't have the guy to give him the ball. And they don't have the offensive line that's going to allow Teddy to get him the ball, get them the ball yeah. down the field. And two guys that you didn't mention, and Albert O from Mizzou, who's yeah. been coming on in the absence of Noah Fant, who actually did play a little bit last week, but Albert was more productive in, in overall, uh, I, I think, in terms of plays. And the guy that I think doesn't stand out enough on the national side is the running back Javante Williams. Javante not only runs hard and has to be, I think, the primary takeaway in this offense, but he also had like 57 yards on four, I'm sorry, three catches last week, a 19-yard average. And we all know the, the history of the Chiefs defense against the screens. They have to be on their game. They have to be keying on Williams. I think he's the number one guy for everything that you said with Bridgewater that they have to be watching at all times. Yeah, they absolutely have to. And Williams is going to be a problem for Kansas City for years to come. I think he's going to be a very good running back in this division. So that's something to watch. I just can't help but look at this team and look at this game and say it comes down to the QBs. And I know that's oversimplifying things, but the reality of the NFL is, is if you don't have a superstar QB and your QB is around the average, you're going to struggle to win unless you get multiple turnovers. And that's the reality of this game. If Kansas City continues to not turn the ball over like they have the past several weeks, I think they're in a great position to win this game. Yeah. And it may not be close. Uh, Knock on wood, I don't think that it should be. And for those of you that are saying, oh, but what about Drew Locke? Word around town, everywhere that I go here, sports radio, et cetera, et cetera, is that Drew Locke is on his last legs, on his way out of town. Like that's how frustrated – the organization is with him when given an opportunity. Teddy got hurt last week and had to come back in because of, of the interception that Drew Locke threw. So I don't know that you're confident should he get into it unless Drew Locke raises his game because he gets to play against a team uh, from Missouri. You know, maybe that does something. I don't know. But uh, either way, you pressure him, you control Williams. I think you have this game. I also don't think that they've done him any service. I, I don't think that they've really helped him. Um, Yes, they put pieces around him, but I don't think that the coaching staff that they brought in was really there to help Drew Locke. I mean, yeah, okay, you have guys that are going to try to help the QB, but you didn't bring in a QB guy that's going to really give it to the young kid to try to help him in his career. And I do think that Drew Locke can be a better QB than what we've seen. Uh, the question is going to also be, is it is he going to show up? Is it going to be inside his head? If his head doesn't get right, it's not going to matter. And right now it sounds like the Broncos are angry at him because of what is going on between his ears right now. Not trying to speculate, but if, if they're mad at him, it's all because of actions and because of his decisions. So, you know, I think getting back to this game, though, if you start looking at the different positional groups, I hate saying this because it feels wrong, but the Broncos are better at a lot of the places on defense. Mm-hmm. But I don't know that it's going to matter. It may not. You still got to score points. <clears throat> exactly. And that's the problem. If 
Mahomes takes care of the ball and the other people on offense take care of the ball, I think they're going to be in a great position. And I, we didn't mention this at the very beginning of the show, so I want to make sure we mention it before we sign off because uh, we're getting ready to do our predictions. Congratulations to Tommy Townsend. He had a fantastic month of November. I was very impressed by his average, and uh, if he can continue doing that, Chiefs are going to be set at the special teams positions for a very long time. Yeah, between that and the hair, I think Tommy's having a good month. <laughs> yeah, but it is, he got past his inconsistencies, and that was the biggest deal. Right. It was just one week he would have great punts. The next week he shank one for 35 yards. And if you can consistently do what he's doing, everything will be golden. So I'll let you go first. Who are you picking in this game, and what is your score prediction? The score prediction is the hard part because I'm hopeful, and I actually do feel like this, that Tommy isn't going to have a whole lot of work this time. I feel like they should be able to move. Now, I'm not saying that – and by work, I mean punts. Will he be holding? Are there going to be some field goals in this game? I I do think there are, but I don't think it's going to be the punt fest that we've seen over the last few weeks. As good as this defense is, I think once you crack them, I think there are going to be opportunities because I think they're going to have to do things to try to get out of what their quote unquote normal scheme is. And I think Patrick's going to be prepared to take advantage of that. So at the end of the day, I can't see him putting up a a whole lot of points, but I could see the chiefs having to resort to a couple of field goals. Um, At the end of the day, I'm going to call it 34 21. Okay. So 13 point game for you. Uh, I think the big question in this game, and, and it's a question every week, but it's so much more question after a bye than it is any time, any other time. Which offense shows up? Yeah. Is this the offense that we have come to know and love in Kansas City over the past three or four years with Mahomes slinging the ball all over the field? Because he can still sling it. It doesn't have to be a deep ball to still be slinging the ball all over the field. If he's willing to take his short throws, it will open up stuff downfield. And that will lead to good things for this offense. So if he has done all the studying, which I expect him to do, and they show up and they play well, and the defense continues to rise past where they are, but they have a huge disadvantage missing Fitton in this game uh, that I think a lot of people are going to be taking for granted. Fitton has played fantastic this season. Mm -hmm. He has played absolutely fantastic, and that is going to be a big loss in the secondary. I still think Kansas City wins. I still think you're right. I still think they score uh, I don't know that they score 30 points. Denver's defense is, is great. Uh, the question is, is which Chiefs offense shows up? If they show up and they're able to get the ball going and they put up three or four or 500 yards, which is possible, then, okay, they can score over 30 points. If they're only going to put up, you know, barely 300 yards on offense, maybe it's a 28 to 17 game. I, I, I see it as uh, <clears throat> run the first 15 script take a couple shots run the first 15 script take a couple shots i think that's going to work just fine yeah and i hope they run the ball because this if this offense can get the ball if they can get going running the ball they're going to be that much more dangerous going forward absolutely folks we want to know what you think what's your prediction leave it down below us on the youtube comments leave it in the itunes reviews we'd love to get some more of those we hope that you guys are ready for this it's been a couple of weeks you know one holiday's behind us now we get to concentrate on football for a bit I hope that you're pumped. We certainly are. We'll be back with you post-game. Make sure that you tune in for that. We'll have Matt Derrick with us. Hope that you enjoy your weekend. Until then, thanks for listening today, and we'll talk to you then.